0: Hey, folks, welcome to another episode of the Ubuntu Security Podcast. I'm Alex Murray. So, it's episode 117 this week for those of you playing at home, and uh, this week we're going to do the usual roundup of security fixes from the past week. Uh, That's going to include Exib2, Appport, LibX11, and some others. Plus, we're going to have a brief chat about uh, the recent uh, FreeNode IRC uh, kerfuffle, one of a better word, and how the Ubuntu Harden channel is now Ubuntu Security, but over on Libera Chat. But we will get to that soon. So, first up, let's do the usual roundup of security fixes from the past week. This last week, there were 24 unique CVEs that were addressed by the team up first we had an update for pillow this is a python imaging library used by a lot of other different python packages for their image handling uh, there were six different cv fixes that were rolled into this all of those were uh, denial of service type issues that could be caused by like out of bounds reads or other similar type uh, vulnerabilities so none of them in their own right are strictly critical or anything uh, all of these you know, obviously denial of service as i said but uh, you know there were six of them together so we uh, rolled those all out and that is for the the Ubuntu releases uh, from 18.04 long-term support all the way through to 21.04, the Hesu typo. After that was an update for Babel. Again, another Python library. This one for handling of internationalization of applications though. So, uh, one CV that was handled in this, and this was another directory traversal flaw. We've seen a few of these over the last few weeks, uh, but this one could be exploited to load arbitrary locale files. Uh, these are the .dat files that are used by uh, Babel. Uh, these actually contain serialized Python objects within them, and so by being able to load arbitrary Python objects, you can get arbitrary code execution as a result. Uh, and as I say this was directory traversal so the kind of thing that you could use to specify files you know, outside the working directory through a relative path like dot dot slash dot dot slash wherever and you know off you go outside the file system. Uh, again this was fixed for Ubuntu releases all the way back to um, 14.04 extended security maintenance uh, and those uh, beyond. After that was an update for xiv 2.0 uh, this is, I think, about the second time I've mentioned xif 2 in the last few weeks, all the way back, uh, only back in episode 115, should I say. So a couple of weeks ago, did we last talk about it. Uh, this time, uh, there are five different vulnerabilities being fixed here. Uh, this is the command line utility and library, again, written in C++, uh, more memory, unsafe languages. So you can bet what I'll say in a minute when I talk about the vulnerabilities. But in this case, it's a library for reading and modifying image metadata, uh, you know, things like exif data and that kind of thing. Again, uh, these were out-of-bounds reads, uh, heat buffer overflows, uh, there was one issue, a denial of service, that could be caused because of a quadratic complexity algorithm there, so you could basically get it to chew up all your CPU time uh, when writing out um, metadata through a crafted image file, and there was also a stack information leak as well that was fixed there. After that was an update for AppPort. Now, I've mentioned AppPort again um, quite often. I reckon I talk about it probably every quarter or so on this podcast. So it's about the time that we talked about it again. Uh, 11 different vulnerabilities were fixed here. uh, And I want to thank Munch. hopefully I said that correctly, uh, for reporting these via Launchpad to us. Uh, These were a bunch of different arbitrary file read and possible write vulnerabilities here. Uh, As you probably know, AppPort is the crash handler in Ubuntu. So if an application crashes, AppPort uh, is hooked into the kernel's crash dump handler to collect uh, a crash report. And to do that, AppPort goes and collects a heap of different information about the process and maybe log files or configuration files, all the other things that it can kind of gather together to uh, send to uh, errors.ubuntu.com and then can be linked to a launchpad bug report possibly uh, so that we can go and fix it. In this case, as I say, it reads a heap of different information about the process out of say the PROC file system and other places, but some of these can be crafted by the process itself. Obviously it could craft its own name, it could craft a current working directory for itself and all the rest. So the you port know, reads that information and some of that it will use. And in this case, uh, it will say potentially blindly follow that. So it may look from the current working directory to go and get other stuff. You could therefore simlink your current working directory out to somewhere else and it would then go and say read arbitrary files. In this case, it could read potentially et cetera password or some other file as a result. Uh, these parts of that port do run as root, so they can collect these files, but the resulting crash dump uh, is able to be read by a regular user. So you can essentially turn this vulnerability into the ability to say read uh, an arbitrary file as the local user. Uh, as I say, uh, this, um, this does this is mitigated potentially by simlink protections in Ubuntu. So uh, we have via uh, the Yama um, kernel via the Yama Linux security module simlink protections built into Ubuntu, so that uh, simlinks in I think world writable directories are not arbitrarily followed. But uh, yeah, that, so that is mitigated, but uh, you know, we thought obviously worthwhile fixing in case people have turned those off or the like. Uh, there was another, vulnerabil- another vulnerability fixed here as well, which was when uploading the a crash report via Whoopsie, uh, there was a race condition where the crash dump could potentially be replaced by a SimLink and then uh, the crash dump will be written out uh, via this symlink, and so you could overwrite arbitrary files as a result. But again, this can be mitigated by the symlink restrictions because you need to say symlink it out to somewhere else. So, uh, lastly, uh, it was an update for libx11. In this case, when looking up a color, it would fail to properly validate it. So, an application could specify some invalid color, you know, some malicious uh, string for that, and therefore get extra X protocol requests to be sent to the server. Now, uh, that on itself sort of doesn't sound that bad. However, uh, this could be used to say disable things like X server authorization and the like so that remote attackers could potentially connect to your local X server uh, without any authorization and snoop on your inputs and all the rest of it. Uh, you know, being X, it's not terribly uh, secure, it's not built with uh, kind of untrusted users in mind. So, yeah, that is why we nowadays have things like Wayland and, you know, can more easily be used for security partitioning and the like. And that is it for this week in security updates. So the other thing that I did want to talk about this week was uh, the recent move that we've done for the Ubuntu-hardened IRC channel to move to Ubuntu security on Libera.chat. Now, I've got linked in the show notes here a good write-up of kind of the larger issue around this, which is uh, sort of the Freenode IRC network roughly imploding. So yeah, LWN did a great write-up of that. But basically what happened was uh, all the different uh, volunteer staff of Freenode resigned en masse after the network was seemingly taken over by uh, this tech entrepreneur. And so as a result uh, of this essentially hostile takeover, the Ubuntu IRC Council voted and approved a resolution to recommend that all the Ubuntu IRC channels get moved from Freenode over to this new Libera.chat network uh, that was set up by the old uh, Freenode staff. Uh, Shortly after this, the Ubuntu Community Council approved that resolution, and so all the channels have been slowly moving over to Libera.chat. As I say, almost all of them uh, have moved over now, uh, and as a result, the free note, the new free node staff, have just been uh, taking over the old channels. You know, saying that they're a violation of their terms, which I think is pretty wrong. But uh, there we go, uh, and so. Also as part of this, the irc.ubuntu.com DNS redirect now redirects to irc.libera.chat. So if you were connecting to irc.ubuntu.com, you will automatically get redirected to libera.chat. We've also set things up so that uh, in this process, we took the opportunity to rename our channel from Ubuntu Hardened finally over to Ubuntu Security. However, we had set up appropriate redirects so that if you do connect to Ubuntu Hardened, you'll get automatically uh, connected to Ubuntu Security instead. So, yeah, I urge anyone uh, who was on the old Ubuntu Harden channel, come over to Ubuntu Security on Libera.chat. And uh, if you're not, yeah, feel free to come and join us. Uh, IRC, even though as an aging protocol, is still uh, pretty awesome. Uh, It's a pretty low-touch thing, a great way to get in touch. We've often got people in that channel, uh, all different time zones around the world, so there's usually someone hanging out there. If you want to come and talk security with us, we would love to come and hear from you. All right, uh, so that takes us to the end of this week's episode. As usual, if you want to get in contact with us, you can reach us at security@ubuntu.com uh, via IRC, as I say now. We are now Ubuntu Security on libera.chat. Uh There is a security section on discourse To Ubuntu.com if you want to find us on that community, or we are on Twitter at Ubuntu underscore sec over there. So thanks, everyone, for listening again for another week. It has been great doing us all again for you. A bit of a shorter episode this week, but I'm sure we will find a bunch more interesting stuff to talk about for next week. Uh, but until then, remember, keep calm because we've got your back and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.